Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and coach, John Opoluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing great. I'm excited about our topic today. Yeah, me too. It's funny. Before we get to today's topic, let me say last week's topic uh, was one of the the most fun I've had doing a podcast uh, in a long time with you. And we talked about why vision. And today we're going to take a step forward from vision and it's something that's crucial to making vision happen. And you want to introduce us to our, our topic today? Sure. The, uh, the uh, title of this one is Why Values? And you might be thinking, wow, you guys aren't real creative with your titling. But uh, <laughs> Why Vision? Why Values? Um, you know, last week, Jim, as you referred to, we talked about vision being answering the question where. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a destination. And in football terms, it's the end zone. And... Um, and so today, I'd like to talk about values because I, I think a church or a business won't get to their end zone without fuel. You, you have to have fuel, organizational yeah. fuel, to make forward progress. And the culture created by meaningful values provides that fuel. Yes. That's my premise. Um, I, and you, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I mean, let's take last week's podcast and say we have great vision. Put in an organization with terrible values. What's going to mm-hmm. happen? It, it's not going to be the vision. It's going to be division. It's going to be, I don't trust. Um, I don't believe. I, I don't understand. Why is this time different than the last time when you failed me? So I, I believe that that this is maybe maybe the last week was the was the minivan this week is the gas we're going to put in it or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe, maybe the values is the minivan and the vision is the gas that goes in that, that actually takes us somewhere, but without, it doesn't matter what you have if you don't have values. Yeah. We, uh, I think we all know of organizations that had uh, sizable visions without a healthy culture. And we read about it in the paper, not in the paper, who gets the paper anymore. We read about it, (laughs) read about it online. Um, yeah, too often, and uh, yeah, and so that's that's why I'd like us to explore values today, what they are and why. Yeah, right. Leader, why they're so needs important. To take, needs to take. Does, it, does it seem like 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 value, like like vision? We need a vision, but I don't think I've ever heard the rallying cry. Values, we need values. It's almost like it's like we have to be careful, right? Because again, vision without values is failure, just like values without vision. Is failure, right. but we're talking about the, the the mechanisms that make this thing actually function. Is not the vision that you, what you need. It's the values that give yes all right, the synergy of the group to make it happen. I agree. You know, so vision answers the question where values answers the question how. Yeah. You know how, yeah. how do we behave? How do we behave around here? Yeah. Um, I think they're the organizational rumble strips of a company. Yeah. Of an organization, of a church. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're listening or watching today and wondering, well, how do I, you know, I'm not sure I have values. Uh, uh, our organization has them. If we do have them, I don't think we've talked about them in five years. Um, yeah. Where do I, how do I start getting my arms around this subject? So um, I'd like to talk about that. Um, yeah, do it. Today. So first, I think the first thing is to understand what they're not. Okay. You know, values 
are not aspirational primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a degree of some aspira- a- aspiration when it comes to values, you know, like there's always, right. I think there's always some kind of gap between the value and the, in our actual experience mm-hmm. uh, of the value or, or how closely aligned we are to that value. But if the gap is 10 miles wide, Jim, right. That's not a value. That's, that's no. that core. Uh, yeah. it, that's a dream. That's a, well, it's not even a dream. I think that's a fantasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not aspirational. Um, uh, I don't think values are, I think Patrick Lencioni coined this, this phrase, permission to play mm-hmm. values. You know, for example, some organizations list integrity as one of their core values. And I mean, and we get that, right? Integrity matters. Sure. Yeah. But integrity, simply a behavior that's required just to get on the field. Um, I think it should be. Absolutely. And, and, and to me, integrity is not a differentiator. I mean, I think everybody, that's just like, hey, if you don't have integrity, you don't even get on the field to play. Uh, I, I believe yeah. this. Core values, Jim, are organizational differentiators. Okay. They make, your, organi- they make your organization unique. Um, okay. You know, uh, it, they make you different than the next organization down the street, the next church Mm -hmm. down the street. Um, You know, we have four core values. I don't want to dive into those today because we don't have enough time to do that. But I think the way we operate as a company with those four values makes us different than other organizations. doesn't make us better. It makes us different than other organizations who do what we do. Right. and so they're not aspirational. They're not permission to play. I'd like you to comment on that point right there. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll name one. You see, you don't want to get into it, but the one that, that stands out the most to me is we believe in win-win relationships. Yep. And that was new to me. I, if I've challenged you on anything, just from my understanding of healthy relationships that I've learned from Converge and from you, it's that win-win. I, I'd be like, no, no, I, I'm the pastor, I should lose. I'm the father, I should lose. I'm the husband, I should lose. I, I should be dying for everybody around me. And, and in doing so, sometimes I've neglected myself. I, I haven't, relationships haven't been healthy because they're all one-sided. So right. I, I, think, I think having that, like, no, this isn't something we say, this is something we insist on. So Jim, if you're going to do this, you know, you're, these are the rules by which we do these things. You'll be compensated for them. You don't do it for free. You'll be expected to do it up to the, the converged quality that we expect. We'll be, and, and if you don't win, then we haven't won. We, we refuse to win. If we're the only ones who win, we're not going to use anyone and we're not going to let anyone use you. So I, right. I, I think in a very, the healthy values create healthy systems. They create healthy interactions that allow healthy people to serve in meaningful ways. Right. So I, I'm, I'm a real proponent of this. And, I, and if you'd asked me before we, we, became friends and started, you know, you, you served me as a coach and then we started working together. I didn't know this. I, I, this was a mystery to me. As long as I lost, as long as someone else won, that was what was important. And it's, that's shifted because I realized now helping everybody that asks for help is not necessarily helping everybody. Right. Insisting on mutual respect, insisting on um, a mutual honor and dignity being granted. So don't come in here and you know, beef me and, and beat right. me up and then leave because you're my employee. It's like, stop. I, I will not be disrespected. 
and I won't disrespect you. Those, those right. are things that I've learned from Converge. Been very, very helpful to my mental health because I don't, I don't dread a single conversation anymore because of that one value. Yeah. And that, and that does my heart well. You know, that just yeah. makes me uh, feel so good. And it, and and Jim's giving you a little window into uh, our organization and and a window into probably at least a half a dozen conversations he and I have had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. weren't all comfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, about not for me, they were for you, but yeah, yeah, not for yeah. me. I was the only getting corrected. <laughs> and and so it's just cool to see how that has just settled in in your own spirit. So yeah. um so understand that core values are not aspirational primarily. They're not permission to play, you know, just get on the field values. Um yeah. how do how do we identify them? This is where a lot of organizations struggle or a lot of leaders say, I don't know where to start. So yeah. here's a couple of questions or several questions to ask that I think will help you get started. Make sure okay. you've got something to write with uh, as yeah. you're asking yourself as a leader these questions. Um, what do we, and this is uh, Jenny Catron, one of our friends here on the podcast actually, yeah. uh, gave us a couple of these questions. She said, what do we look like when we're at our best organizationally? Yeah, great question. Think about that. Yeah. Write that down. Um, is this trait or series of traits natural and inherent for us? And has it mm-hmm. been apparent in our organization for a long time? Right. And and here's another one she added, and I thought this was good. What do we wish we looked like at our best? Right. Because Jenny taught me this, that there is a degree of aspiration to values. But she puts it this way. She says it shouldn't be so aspirational, aspirational that it's laughable. That, yeah. Those are her <laughs> words, not mine. Yeah. And so those are some good starters. And these will be in the show notes. Uh, so don't worry yeah. if you, you don't have to write feverishly here. Uh, these questions yeah. will be in the show notes for you. But here's one that I've, I've posed to many organizations, Jim. If you could clone anyone in your organization, who would that be? Yeah, and, and why, right? And immediately, yeah. yeah, they have a list of four or five people. And here comes the next question: yeah. Why? Yes, yeah, right. What stands out about them that would make you want ten more just like them? Yeah. Now you're starting to get kind of the seedlings again of values. What that is telling mm-hmm. you as a leader is this is what's important to me. Right. I think values are more um, identified than they are created mm-hmm. in that sense that I think you already yeah. in the recesses of your mind, you know, what's important to you. Yeah. You know how you want yeah. the organization to behave, but, but you just need some help getting it to front and center in your thinking. What do you, what do you think about that second piece here, Jim? Yeah. I, I we were talking kind of between podcasts about the, the thought of is, is culture, a synonym to, to values and, and right. maybe yes, maybe no, they're close. Right. But I, I think having that, our, our culture is a collection of our values being seen. Yes. So they're, they're, they're the building blocks of our culture. Being lived out. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I think, I think in that, in that sense, this is, this is the value of this. The value of this is culture is what people do when no one tells them what to do. Well, where does that culture come from? It comes from a greed on, observable, consistent values being lived out. 
So right. the, the one we talked about this probably a year ago, I remember I was going through something at the time I had a, a person come in and was yelling at me and was all upset and was storming off. And I said, stop. So, he, you know, he stopped like, what do you mean? Stop. And I, I you know, like I'm going to do a fist fight with him. I said, we don't behave this way. No one on my team, no one in volunteer service, not, not a stranger who walks through the door is allowed to speak disrespectfully to anyone else on this team. So you're going to come back and we're going to work this out. And what was interesting is he did because mm-hmm. I, it wasn't, it wasn't me confronting him or, or comforting him or it, it was, it, we don't behave this way. And so for some reason that sentence constrained him enough to come back and be reasonable until we worked out the issue. We don't yeah. behave this way. Now, I don't know where that came from. I, I, what, what do I point to? Which, which of the mantras and vision statements? And I don't have that, but it was funny he, it, because he'd been a part of the organization long enough to see that that was true. He stopped because I've, yes. I, I, I feel like we were violating each other. So I can be mad at you, but I, for some reason I can't violate the culture, the values of this culture. Yeah. And he stopped and we worked it out. So I, this is not, this is not an optional thing, is it? This is this no. helps. <laughs> no, it's Again, not constrained. It's not optional. It it, yeah. it isn't. We're going to get to that in just a minute when we talk about accountability around these yeah. these values, Jim. Let's talk a little bit about how do you amplify the. So we talked about what they're not. How do I identify them? How do you amplify yeah. right. the values? Uh, I think we can add clarity and punch to our identified values by asking again, you know, Jim, so much of this is asking yourself the right questions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we should write a, I think one of our teammates, actually, I think Mary Seltzer wrote a book, one of our teammates yeah. on asking questions, you know, so uh, look up Mary Seltzer and you, you could find that, that resource. Um, yeah. But here's three questions that I challenge every group that is wrestling with their values and identifying and, and, and understanding them. I asked them to to answer these three questions. What does that value mean? Mm-hmm. Why does it matter? You know, and, and when I, and like you kind of, I, your facial expression, when I said, why does it matter? I can tell you were thinking about that. Yeah. So I usually yeah. followed up with this. What's there to gain if we behave this way? Yeah. And what's there to lose if we don't? Yeah. So that's the why does this matter? And then yeah. the third question is what specific behaviors are behind each value? Mm-hmm. So for you, Jim, you said one of our values is win-win partnerships. Yeah. What is that? What are the behaviors behind that? One, we are committed to our customers winning. Yes. Our customers win when they get healthier. Yes. They win when they acquire a skill they didn't have before. They win when they feel more confident now than they did when they started with us. Those are wins for them. When they have breakthroughs, uh, when they put Mm -hmm. systems in place that help them be able to uh, uh, sustain the life that God is bringing to their church. Um, Those are wins for our clients. But we're going to win, too. Yeah. So we don't apologize for charging. Yeah. We need to win relationships. You know, we, we win by gaining trust. You know what a huge win for us is in the win-win partnerships is when one of our clients talks to somebody else and says, you need to have Converge Coaching come help you. Yeah. That's a win. See, I believe this, that relationships that aren't mutual 
aren't sustainable. Right. Yes, absolutely. They're not sustainable. And, and so those are some of the behaviors behind that value. Hmm. And so taking time to think about, okay, it, I know what it means now. And we drill down and, and it's a very uncomfortable like half hour with a church or an hour. What does it mean? And and yeah. I just pretend I know nothing. Like, okay, I don't yeah. understand that. Explain that. That doesn't make sense to me. Really? Yeah. What is and and you know, people are writing down feverishly. And why does it matter? Who cares? Who cares about this? Who cares if yeah. this gets followed or not or is lived out? And then let's get specific. What are the behaviors? behind this value so that we can know, yeah, you know, uh, objectively, whether we're yeah. living it out or, or we're not. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, again, that, <clears throat> back, back to my problem from a year ago, part of our culture is we resolve the issues face to face in a calm tone of voice between ourselves. And if that can't happen, we bring in a third person. That's a neutral party hopefully somewhere up the food chain in authority to help mm -hmm. us resolve it. We don't go to bed angry at each other. We don't let things be unresolved. We don't. So those are those behaviors, right? We, we, we yeah. didn't just say, Hey, we're going to work at peace together. That's, that's too nebulous. What does that mean? How long does that take? What's the right. process? But by putting that language behind it, um, by saying these, this is how we live out that value. Now there's an expectation. And when it happens and we applaud it, Hey guys, I just want to say thanks to, you know, Fred and Barney. You know, in the last episode of the Flintstones, they had this conflict and they they brought in Wilma. Wilma helped them resolve it. And, and Bam Bam and Pebbles are in the background clapping. And, and you have to be 40 years old to get the analogy of the names they just used. That's but uh, we are, you know, and, and then they go, oh, that's great. Good for good for them. You know, that's <clears throat> so now we're celebrating what would have been separating before culture had mandates and expectations and language, right. you know. So I, it's <clears throat> and, and I know I'm dealing with just kind of the responding to bad things but it's also the good things it's the right you know celebrating if, the wins right if, if converge isn't in a position of being a professional company that gives professional advice that employs professional people then then why would you call to begin with but the only way to have those people that answer the phone is is to they have to be compensated for doing the other things they were doing they're not being compensated so they can be there to answer the phone and right. it's it's not you know, nobody goes to the doctor and, and, and uh, well, we all complain about the price. I mean, it's a bad example, but, but we, you know, we understand that in order for him to be a doctor, he can't be a mechanic too. He or she has to be a doctor. And so we, we have these specialists in our lives. Thank God we do that, yes. that have dedicated themselves to be excellent in areas that we can trust them in and converge no less than any other professional is, is in that role. So, so let's recap here a little bit. And then yeah. I want to talk about one more thing. We talked about what values aren't. Yeah. You know, they're not aspirational. They're not permission to play. If you can think about values and culture as fuel for your organization, that's an important picture, I think, in your mind. We talked about how to identify the values, how to amplify them or give punch to them, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk for a minute, Jim, and then we'll wrap up about how we can use core values to actually shape the kind of culture we yes. need. Yeah. There's, there's four things real quick. Can I just say this too, that what we're talking about here will take you from start to finish to, to get to a place where you feel like you're fluent with it. It'll take you a good six months. Yeah, it should. So just yeah. take your time. Yeah. Don't be in a rush. Um, don't, 
say, I got to get the value thing done in a hurry. Just take, <laughs> take your time yeah. with this because it, it really, <clears throat> truly matters. You said in the beginning, we can have a great vision, man, but without the, the right culture, all kinds of bad things can happen. Yeah. Uh, and we probably won't get to the finish line to, to the end zone. So yeah. let's talk about how we can use the Corvallis to shape culture. One, teach. Yeah. Can I encourage leaders to create space to talk about these behavioral values, these rumble strips in gatherings, large and small? Yeah. There are times when it's one-on-one where I see one of our teammates living out one of our four values and I send them an email or I shoot them a text or I call them on the phone and say, man, I'm so proud of you for living that out, you know, and just applaud that. Um, So keeping the values in front and center, first of all, with you and your team, and then your the larger organization, teach. Second model, model. Values are more caught than taught. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, you and your leaders are the culture. Yes. Um, (laughs) They start, the culture starts with you and it cascades down through the organization. We had Josh Spurlock uh, several uh, episodes ago talk about neuroception. Yeah. And one of my new favorite phrases, neuroception, because it gave me language, Jim, for something that I have observed for a dozen years and couldn't put words to it. Yeah. That what and Josh explained it this way: as a leader, what is going on side on the in, going on on the inside of me in my nervous system, mm-hmm. it's communicated to the to people's the people around me, it gets communicated to their nervous system. Yes. Yeah. And, and so what is going on on the inside of you is going to get cascaded down to your team, into the people you lead. Yeah. And, and, and so model the values, celebrate. You already talked about it. Um, You know, when somebody in the organization uh, hits the mark, Make a big deal of it. Reward yeah. the behavior. I think whatever gets rewarded gets repeated. I know that yeah. because I've raised four boys. <laughs> and yeah. You raised two, two boys. Yeah. And then and then the, the the last piece here. I know we're throwing a ton at you today. Good. Um, but we're talking about how do, how does where's the teeth in all of this? How do we use it to shape culture? And that and the last piece is accountability. I think in organizations that are healthy, core values actually mean something. Uh, The teammates, the team members understand them. They know what they mean. They know why they matter. They know the behaviors associated with each one of those. And they hold each other accountable to those behaviors. And that goes both ways. That's bi-directional, right? Yeah. It's not just top down. So, you know, I think I've lost count in the last eight to nine years of how many times a teammate would say, John, I think you're, you're bumping up against the rumble strip. Yeah. You know, I think John, I think you need to course correct. And we've given, yeah. we have given the team permission to act like sure. that and talk like that. Absolutely. Nobody's yelling, yeah. nobody's screaming. It's respectful, but there's accountability uh, there. So yeah. what do you think about just this core values to shape culture idea, Jim, real quick? Yeah, I, I like what you said about you and your leaders are are the culture of your of your organization. Mm. Um, I, I, someone said this years ago, but it really stuck with me that 
that people learn what's important by watching what important people do. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is contagious. Uh, you're talking about the, the nervous system syncing up with other nervous systems. It's if being a, a bully is valued in your organization, then you're going to attract a lot of bullies. And, that's and funny. that's it. If being a pushover is, you know, that it attracts that you, you can teach what you know, but you reproduce what you are in leadership. Yes. Uh, and I don't mean you, but I mean the core, the, the leaders reproduce what they are. So back to that thought of what do you, who's doing a great job and what do you want more of? What, who's the, who's the people? I, I think that's a great thing to help us with this language because that, that helps us then say, this is what I want more of. And I value the people who bring this to my team. And again, we're, every time we do that, we're building this, this culture because we're celebrating it. What's rewarded is repeated all the things you said. So I, I, I like probably my favorite thing you said so far is, is don't be in a rush. This is not a homework right. assignment that has to be turned in on Tuesday. Um, right. When is this done? When you can no longer add something to it nor subtract something from it that makes it more meaningful. So yes. if that yeah. takes six months, that's a good six months. If that that's takes right. six minutes, I, I doubt you, you just define the right language. Even if you had the right values to communicate yeah. it, you need the right language. So something that's punchy and catchy and sticky. So it isn't just what you know, it's what, what everybody can repeat that we believe in win-win relationships. I, I know that because it's, it's short, it's concise. It says a lot with 10 words. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, six, six yeah. words, yeah. you know? So it, it's crazy how, how, how six words have affected my life, but it's, it's important, it's modeled, it's repeated, it's rewarded. And that culture has changed, not just my culture, but the culture of, that which I serve. So I, I, this is not a small thing. God does big things through, through values. So um, if, if uh, you know, people stop and pray three times a day, cause that that's their value. That's a key part of, of Daniel's story. Um, if, if we will not bow to idols, that is, that's our, one of our values. We have one right. true God. Well, that that's a key part of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's story. You know, these are, what comes out of these is huge. So don't rush it. Don't fake it. Don't, right. don't make it an assignment, believe it, make it refined and then release it and live it. And your, your culture will change. The fruit will change with the culture and all comes out of these values. Yeah. And Jim, can I say one last thing before Please? we wrap this up here? Yeah. You know, again, thank you. If you've been watching or listening for the last two weeks, we, you know, we appreciate you. Yeah. you uh, joining us and giving us your time. And you might be wondering, you know, still wondering, you know, why should I work on vision so much? Why should I work on values? I, I think here's a good reason, because God has given you work to do that has eternal implications. Yeah, yeah. The work that you do and the people who help you do that work matter. Yeah. And, and those who are the recipients of your collective work, they matter too. Yeah. And let me just top it off with this. It's so much more fun to work with a team that knows where it's going and how it's going to behave on the way to where they're going. Yeah. So I hope that's enough to yeah. move you off, uh, off the bench, off the dime here, <laughs> and really give yourself to thoughtful, meaningful, prayerful time to yeah. vision and values. So Jim, that's what we have. Right on. Well, leaders lead. 
And leadership means you know where you're going and how you're going to get there so others can follow. So, John, thank you for leading us towards being leaders and, and serving us in such a beautiful way with your wisdom. We, we greatly appreciate it. Everywhere I go, where there's like a gathering of ministers, people always come up to me and say, man, I so appreciate, you know, this, this podcast. It helps me. My staff listens to it. Um, one of the guys creeped me out and said, I've taken more showers with you than any other man. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with that one, but I'll, but I'll listen to it in the car next time. You're creeping me out, you know, but I, I, we are so glad that it's rewarding to us to know that this is beneficial. So God bless you. Um, if there's anything we can do to help you, convergecoach.com, um, connect button. It's right there when you bring up the app or the, the, the website, click on it. Let's spend a half hour talking about what's on your heart, how Converge can serve you. And if we can't, we'll be honest about it. If you need something beyond what we can do, we'll send you to somebody we know that, that can help. And if it's something that we just don't do, I bet you we know somebody who does. So we are... We are blessed with many friends and uh, we count you among them. So God bless you. Thanks. Keep going. It's Tuesday. You haven't quit. Um, That's all good stuff. Jesus is one day closer to returning for his church. So work hard today and work smart today. And God bless you as you continue to lead from alignment.